Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast version of 2020 Fever, because who needs staying consistent with one medium when it comes to a column? Um, I am your host, Fred Tippett, also column writer. I am. And also, we have... Are you going to introduce the other me? Can co-host? I introduce myself? Introduce yourself, Maya. I was going to. Her name's Maya. I already said that. <laughs> Thank you. And I am your co-host, Maya Reader. This is not my column, but it is now, so... We are off to a flying start. <laughs> um, so I'll get into uh, how this is going to work in a second, but Maya, first, do you want to explain where we are? I would love to. So, <laughs> our recording space for this week is a little questionable. Um, we are currently sitting on It is f- very likely that this will be our recording space every week. <laughs> okay, I'm being optimistic. We are sitting on the floor of uh, the practice room in the good old communications residential college. So we are surrounded by, there's a keyboard, drums. Um, there is the end of a bed frame in here. It's not usually Couldn't here. tell you why. Also a ballet bar on the wall with a big mirror. So, you so know. This podcast is getting off to a cursed start. Really cursed. <laughs> Which is probably what it'll be. For the entire time. I mean, we're talking about the 2020 election, so what other way is there other than cursed? (laughs) And what a wonderful segue, Maya, into my explanation of how this is going to work. So, uh, you may be familiar with the 2020 Fever column that I write for North by Northwestern. Um, For those of you who are concerned about print journalism, that will continue. It will just be a sort of condensed uh, written form of what's happening on this insane, insane podcast. Probably a more cohesive version. Well, we'll see. It's not like the column was cohesive to begin with. Um, uh, on this podcast, we'll be doing the same thing as the column set out to do, which is discuss major news in the 2020 election. We'll just do it with additional voices. You'll hear me and Maya every week. Um, hopefully, we'll have some guests on. Mm-hmm. I think people will want to <laughs> want to talk about the 2020 election with us. People seem to want to talk about nothing else, so... So, um, I guess we'll get started. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, what I wanted to talk about, and something that's a little old at this point, but uh, I think it's okay because this column always runs about a week behind, and this is only about a week and a half old. Um, so, last, or I guess really two Saturdays ago now, uh, after the debate, Bernie Sanders held a big rally in New York City where he was endorsed by the congresswoman from New York City, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And then she, um, also not at the rally, but over Twitter, I believe, Representative Ilhan Omar also endorsed Bernie Sanders. Um, These are pretty big because they're both members of the squad, and AOC in particular is sort of the uh, leading lady of this sort of... Did you say members of the squad? They call themselves the squad. Did you not know that? I did not. How did you not know this? I did not know they called themselves a squad. So wait, it's AOC. It's AOC, Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. Oh, okay. So the ones that like hang out together and post stuff together all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I did not know they called themselves a squad. That's fantastic. I can't believe you didn't know that. Guys, we're intelligent (laughs) podcasters. But yeah, uh, so... That's big because they're part of that sort of, they're both part of that sort of little group, and AOC in particular has sort of been a sort of big 
I was, I was going to say figurehead, but that, that sounds not right because she has actual power. She's no. a sort of leader of the sort of... She's the face of the group, she's I would the, say. That's it. The face of the group and, in partic- and outside of the group itself, the face of the younger, slightly more democratic socialist generation in Congress. The younger far left. Yeah, the younger far left. Yeah. Um, so it's not surprising that they're um, both interested in Bernie Sanders. What is interesting is that Bernie Sanders is already pretty similar to someone else in the 2020 race, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is in many ways difficult to distinguish from Bernie Sanders in terms of policy. Well, she's, honestly, her policy is very, it's diet Bernie Sanders. It is it's, diet Bernie Sanders. And I'm not saying that, like, it's a bad thing. It's just her, Bernie's policies are, like, the further left version of Elizabeth Warren's. Um, but in terms of just sort of foundation, they're pretty similar. Yeah. In terms of, at least, um, political ideology. Yeah, definitely. I will say, I was... Not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed when I heard AOC and the Squad um, recently. Well, it's just two members of the Squad. Sorry, two members of the Squad um, recently. I love how much you love that name. <laughs> I love it so much. Recently endorsed uh, Bernie Sanders, be, just because like Bernie Sanders has a reputation of having his Bernie Bros, and it's just which are like the worst people. The worst dudes that you know in an Ivy League college. Yeah, it. Bernie Sanders feels very much like. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he's old and white and man, but he feels very much like that old guys club in politics. Yeah, and I know he tries not to be, but Elizabeth Warren is just such a powerful woman, <laughs> and I understand that AOC and. Guys, we're not biased here, but we love Elizabeth Warren. We love Elizabeth Warren. But, okay, AOC and all, they're very far left-leaning. So their policies line up much more with Bernie Sanders. So it makes sense that they would align with Bernie Sanders. Um, But, like, a small part of me inside (laughs) wanted, like, yes, girl power, please. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because Bernie Sanders is, um, I think part of people's concerns about Bernie Sanders is he is so aggressive. He's a very, everything that he does is very loud and lots of hand motioning. Do you remember back in, like, it was either the first or second debate when John Hickenlooper, like, made fun of it? Mm Mm-hmm. That was great. That's my favorite thing to ever happen. See. It's just, Bernie Sanders is just loud and aggressive, and that's sort of, like, his, like, image and his persona. Yeah, it's it's very necessary to be aggressive and to know what you want and not to be afraid to fight for what you want in politics, especially in today's world where it's so um, adversarial. But The way Bernie does it is so abrasive. It's mean. That's the way Bernie does it. Bernie I Sanders... I like the word abrasive. I, I think it's just plain mean. I, it's my, my own personal bias against Bernie Sanders, but I just think he's mean. And I think it's unnecessarily so. And I think if you're too mean to the people who disagree with you, they're not going to listen to what you're saying. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's much harder for Bernie Sanders to win over people because he has that abrasive, aggressive, um, in Maya's eyes, mean sort of approach to his policies. Whereas Elizabeth Warren is still firm, but as her whole I have a plan for that thing, everything that she does is presented in a very rational way. fully thought out and explained way, except for, um, of course, her, I just 
plan to pay for Medicare for all. Although, I have um, trouble with people's arguments around that. Mm. Um, I will say, out front, out, out front here, everyone has one big gap in their political knowledge. Healthcare is mine. So, I got little, little on that. I have some understanding of healthcare. Um, just to get into my critique of people's arguments that she hasn't said how she'll pay for it in that um, she won't say if she's going to raise middle class taxes is that people tend to fixate on that and are frustrated with her for keep saying cost is going to go down. And I think sometimes what people miss is that and her, what she's trying to explain in that is that may, is that it's possible that people's taxes will get raised but in all likelihood costs elsewhere i.e. healthcare costs will go down so it's not like you're gonna, your taxes are going to raise, are going to be raised, and you're going to be spending the same amount on healthcare. It's I mean, like you're gonna. There's like a give and take in different areas. That's just my own personal thing. Is that <laughs> I get frustrated whenever people say that because it's like, well, she is kind of saying, she's not explaining it fully, but she is kind of hinting at what she's planning on doing. Yeah, I will say one of the things like if in like debates and stuff, people criticize politicians for not talking enough about, like, the details of their plans, but also But also, that's not how, why people watch debates. And, and it's a matter of it's not why. You don't have the time. You don't have the time to go into a in-depth look at people's deep policy plans. I mean, can you imagine if every... Oh God. Can you imagine listening to tax code? Can you imagine if every debate was an in-depth Cooper, Anderson Cooper, with his beautiful face, is sitting there. And people are just rattling off tax code at him. We venture into the Anderson Cooper thirst portion of the podcast. Anderson Cooper, and that's respectable. Maya recently argued that Anderson Cooper had the best hair of any man. I mean, no, which is a but bold, also... Which is a bold statement. False, but also I don't disagree. <laughs> he does have fantastic hair. Just has like sort of short cropped. We're not talking about Anderson Cooper's hair. Um, <laughs> we've gotten a little off the deep end, but yeah, it's if you listen to a debate with intricate policy details, it would be so dull. It'd be like watching C-SPAN. And how many people do you know watching C-SPAN? No one. If you know someone who watches C-SPAN, you probably I've, don't like it. I've watched C-SPAN. I watch C-SPAN for the State of the Union. I've watched some C-SPAN. C-SPAN's the thing I watch, like, when you're homesick and there's nothing else on television. Do you watch C-SPAN for just, like, boring house debates? If there's nothing else on the television, at home it's sick, I have. How little does there have to be on the television for you to watch C-SPAN? Like, you wouldn't even Like, Wizards of Waverly Place (laughs) reruns, but, like, not the good episodes. What What about, like, the Game Show Network? There's always an episode of Jeopardy on. Don't you want to see America's Sweetheart, Alex Trebek? No, because, like, it feels like whenever I'm homesick, whatever's on, like, Food Network or, like, the game show, it's always episodes I've seen before, which is bizarre, because they're game show episodes. There's so many of them. But somehow, it's always the ones I've seen before. How many episodes of Jeopardy have you seen, Maya? Not that many, which is why it's surprising. <laughs> okay. Like, anyways, that, that's a tangent. <laughs> that's a tangent. This podcast will be filled with tangents, because we don't have a structure, quote-unquote, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where endorsements go after these two, um, because, yeah, sort of two biggest name left-wing women out 
in Congress outside of like Elizabeth Warren endorsing Bernie Sanders could have an interesting um, could have an interesting effect, yeah. especially now that Elizabeth Warren is sort of um, taking a front runner position, which is exciting. Um, yeah, but I mean that's I mean Bernie's been in a solid second place position for since he since he entered the race really. I mean. Yeah, can we, like, take a moment to talk about how all three of our top, like, frontrunners in the Democratic Party right now are all so goddamn old? Just, just saying. <laughs> They're all very old. but They I, are so old. But I feel like we really, like, run the gamut of age in this primary. Like the, think, What do you mean? Think about, like, sort of... I mean, of, everyone's old. Trump's uh, old, too. No, I was going to say, in terms, of, in terms of, like, the bigger names that you hear about a lot, mm-hmm. you hear about Biden, Elizabeth yeah. Warren, yeah. and Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. who are all older. Yes. And then, on the other end, you hear a lot about Pete Buttigieg and a lot about Beto O'Rourke. Not as much about Beto O'Rourke, but he's trying. <laughs> um, who are much, much younger. They're both in their 30s. And yeah. then we have sort of some sort of 40, 50 in the middle, but none of those, those are people all way back in the pack. Like Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar sort of make a name for themselves. Kamala Harris has definitely made a name for herself. Yeah. Andrew Yang appears to be of indeterminate age. Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Hold on. (laughs) He's young. He's like in his late 30s, I think. Is he really? I think he's mid-30s, yeah. I think he he may be of the maybe he may be the most sort of ambiguously aged man ever. I think he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some frantic googling. My rant about vamp about Andrew Yang while I Google his age. Andrew Yang. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he has really interesting ideas, and I like that he's forcing other people to kind of rebut him and like think of interesting responses because his ideas are very unique. Um, in what we've seen in recent years, but. I don't think they're feasible. <laughs> I think at some point on the... Fred, you're Googling. I know. I, I, I have the answer, but I'm going to say something first. Right. Uh, I think at some point we'll get on this podcast, we'll do a deep dive into Andrew Yang because we know someone who's very intrigued with Andrew Yang, and he's the only person I know who is. He's an um, econ major, so obviously. Further, oh, maybe Morty likes Andrew Yang. Morty might like Andrew Stay tuned, Yang. guys, while we try to get Morton Shapiro on this podcast. <laughs> Andrew Yang is 44 years old. Mm, that is older than I thought, but yeah. it still makes sense. It's still in the range of what I... Yeah. I think I don't have any ill will towards Andrew Yang, and I think he has interesting ideas, but the trouble with Andrew Yang is I will never be able to think about anything other than that one SNL bit where I can't... It was Bowen Yang was playing Andrew Yang. That's his last name, right? Bowen. I, I don't know. I don't know the SNL cast. Um, And he said... In case you think my campaign is going well, I'm literally giving people free money, <laughs> and I'm still in sixth place. <laughs> and I have no ill will towards Andrew Yang, and I do think he's really interesting, but I will never stop thinking about that. <laughs> that's really point. funny. I mean, uh, yeah, I can go into a long deep dive. I, I know a lot more about Andrew Yang and UBI than I should, but... Universal basic income is yeah. UBI. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Universal basic income. Um, Not that either of us are econ majors. No, but I had to do a speech on it last year. Um, All right. What happened the last time we tried to take an economics class? We both dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> we took it together. Like, we know someone in the class. We'll stick with it. 
No, no we that not. was false. To be we, fair, it was falsely both, advertised. It was supposed to be an intro level, and it was not. Um, it was not an intro level. It was, it was just not. called economic sociology. Well, yeah, it was not no, advertised I know, but as much. it was. It was supposed to be. Uh, you weren't supposed to have any other. You weren't supposed okay, to need. Fair. That's fair. That any economics knowledge before. That's true. Yeah, we took that midterm and then dropped it immediately after we got back from the midterm. That is true. We got back, sat on the couch. It was wonderful. It was the best feeling. Since I've been here, honestly. It was wonderful. That's, like, really sad. <laughs> Anyways. Maya, you have done so much stuff here. <laughs> okay, it was one of the best feelings. Anyways. Moving on. Speaking, uh, unless you have anything else to say about AOC, I was going to say... Oh, whoa, we ended somewhere else. Uh, I don't have anything particular to say about AOC. I think we covered it. Other than that, she's wonderful, but, you know, we've gone. Then I can use my segue. Uh, speaking of Andrew Yang giving people free money, now we're going to talk about Pete Buttigieg. Oh! Uh, oh! <laughs> Maya knows where this is leading. We planned this podcast to a moderate degree. Um, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, who <laughs> is currently running two pretty interesting fundraisers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the less interesting one first. Um, no, I want to talk about the less interesting one. I'm, I'm going to bring it up, and then you can talk about it. I will intro it, and then you can you can go into your thing. Bye. Okay? Okay. Compromise. So, over the summer, Pete Buttigieg ran a fundraiser where you could pay, and he would, and your name would be entered for a chance to come to South Bend, Indiana, home of the Fighting Irish, to, <laughs> to have... Pizza with Pete for some nice alliteration. Guys, guys, it's pizza. Guys, it's pizza. Do you do you get it? Pete. We're not we're not recording in front of a live audience. It's pizza. <laughs> so, there's like some dust mites over there it's that might have thought that was funny. <laughs> it's pizza with Pete. Um, pizza. I only found out about it because I was following Pete Buttigieg on Instagram. That's how I, I found out. About I, it. I still am. I'm following several. In- 2020 candidate um because i'm cool and political um but he's doing that again according to my i had i did not know this that he was doing that again because mm-hmm. i was more focused on the other fundraiser that came we across my instagram so my what are your thoughts on pizza with pete i mean i'm all you, for it are you just it's obsessed with the alliteration pizza. <laughs> well it's it's obviously it's pizza with pete but further than that it's his name <laughs> In a food dish with, like, I mean, like, the, the whole, like, idea of it is probably good, too, for, like, his campaign and all that, but... I see, my question is, how how, how long is the pizza thing? Because you can eat pizza for a half hour or four. Or five minutes. Or five I, minutes. I mean, I'm guessing it's, like, it's probably, like, like a two-hour, like, the whole thing, I'm sure. Because he's flying people out. Right. Sure, the whole to the thriving metropolis of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> um, oh, we'll fight the Irish. <laughs> yeah, we're actually sponsored by Notre Dame. Oh, God, <laughs> um, so yeah, that <laughs> Maya just wanted to talk about that because she was excited about <laughs> the implications of the name. So the real reason I wanted to talk about Pete Buttigieg's fundraising is what he's running right now, which is. <laughs> Another thing where you can donate and have your name entered into a raffle to win the chance to go see the Tony Award-winning musical Hamilton, 
with his husband, Ch- Chasten. Chasten. It's not Chasten. I pronounced it Chasten for so long. Isn't it Chasten? I think it's I'm Chasten. I'm it up. I'm pretty sure it's Chasten because I said Chasten and someone said, no, that's an actual word. Yes, it, it is Chasten. I just got a notification on my Chasten. Is it Chasten or not Chasten? Well, there's a T in there, so I assume it's Chasten. Well, Chasten has a word that has a T in it, too. Chasten also has uh, docks full of sea lions on his story right now on Instagram. I really thought you meant Doc Martens, and I was like, why, <laughs> why has really he cute. filled his shoes with sea lions? Anyways, what's Chasten doing? <laughs> Well, Chaston is offering to take people to see Hamilton with him. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And very, um, just a really odd way of going about fundraising. You know? I think... Because I feel like, and usually you have fundraisers where, like, you have, like, events and speeches and things, or, like, dinners. But this is, like, one person is going to get to go to Hamilton. He is, yeah, no, taking people to see Hamilton, and it's... Honestly, yeah, a bizarre fundraiser. I get, like, you're trying to build visibility. You're trying to build uh, all of, like, right off the coattails of what's popular. But also, like, pizza with Pete makes sense to me. You know, pizza um, makes sense to me. It makes you on the name level, but also on the actual practicality level. No, yeah, because you get to... people can sit down with the candidate and talk. And talk, talk. yes. And then those people can go talk about what they talked about and... Whatever. But this is just going to the theater with his husband. Yeah. Which is like kind of kind of weird, kind of bizarre. Also, I'm not like, gonna lie. if I was Justin, I would be a little nervous about the people that I'm going to the theater with. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting deal. It's because it's not going to the theater with Pete. It's going to the, it's going to the theater with, with his Chast. husband. Which is like, like if I mean, not that, not that. I not, mean, not that the, they're not, two very different situations. Not that Chaston doesn't have like political opinions, but like when you sit down with Pete, you're talking to someone who will be the president, as opposed to someone who is who is married to someone who would be the president. Imagine Hillary Clinton, head of fundraiser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, or you go see. Okay, but it'd have to be something appropriate for Bill Clinton. So mm. it'd be like you go to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert or something. No, 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 no. You go to the theater. <laughs> you, go, <laughs> you go to the theater and, you see, like, and it's just a 10-hour loop of Bill Clinton playing the saxophone on Arsenio. <laughs> and then at the end of Bill it, would be so impressed you himself. turn to Bill and he puts the sunglasses on and produces a saxophone. Bill would be so impressed with himself. Um, no, like it's, it's an objectively weird concept. Right. For a fundraiser, but it would I make mean, sense if it was like it makes hang sense. out with Pete and Chaston. But as it stands, it's just it's just Chaston. He wants to be young and hip, and he wants to go like take people to what's relevant and such. But also, even on that, I feel like Hamilton has sort of moved out of like the zeitgeist. It's not. I mean. Because when did Hamilton come out? That was like, yeah, that was like it four was years ago. It was not super relevant anymore. I mean, it's still around it, and still being shown, and people still really like it. But it's not the yeah the social the cultural icon that it is, that it was. Yes, but the thing is, like, there's nothing that's as universally appealing that's come out since Lizzo. Go um, to Lizzo. Go to a Lizzo concert. Go to Lizzo with Chaston. 
that honestly. I oh, I would pay to I would pay I to would do that. that just to go see Lizzo. Yeah, I was gonna say we have to see Lizzo. <laughs> Chastin. Um, Lizzo, come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> come play your flute on our podcast, please. We know you're a nerd. You, 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 we're nerds too. Get a Northwestern, please. Um. So yeah, uh, Chastin. So on. Wait. On the topic of Pete Buttigieg, insert obvious transition here. Um, this is a podcast of obvious transitions. I'm going to obviously transition completely away from Pete Buttigieg, because I did not choose that one, so I actually have nothing about Pete Buttigieg. I chose all of these topics. What do you mean? Oh, do you have more topics? I was going to go into, I have. No, I don't have any more topics. Exactly. Oh, do you have your limits? I have some blatantly stolen activities. Guys. From a certain NPR show. I mean, we can say which NPR show. It's Wait, Wait, Don't Guys, Tell Me. Guys, we're both big fans of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. We love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. You should all listen to it. Um, they were going to do a variation of their... You still could. ...of their Bluff the Listener game, where, you, where oh, I yeah. would give me two lies, and I have to pick out the real one to test how much I actually know about 2020 news. But instead... Mm-mm. There my, is no instead, Fred. Oh, you are doing that. Why not both? Oh, why not I both? I have a limerick. I have a Bluff the Listener. I have two truths and a lie. So, yeah, okay. Maya has an entire episode. I have. Of Wait, wait, don't tell me. Well, I have two truths and lie and a single limerick. This is perfect so. because Wait, wait, don't tell me is normally uh, Peter Sagal normally has comedians on, and I am a quote unquote. Oh no, <laughs> comedian. Anyhow, I'm just out here trying. Pivoting away from that. Okay, I'm just out here trying to increase my brand, Maya. So, okay, quiz me. How much do I actually know? Our two truths and a lie. Yes. The first one. Also, wait, wait, don't tell me it doesn't have a copyright on the concept of two trees in a lie. I, I know. <laughs> I think if but anyone still... has a copyright, it's like parties in middle and high school have a <laughs> copyright on that. <laughs> You're honestly, yes. Um, okay, Maya, I'm ready. You so don't appear ready, though. <laughs> the first one, I am ready. <laughs> um, I was going to look for context, but it's fine. I don't If I get it right, I might be able to provide Um. Oh. In an interview to Fox News oh, uh, earlier this week, um, Andrew Yang uh, has spoken about his concern for the economy, um, specifically his concern over Walmart's robots stealing our jobs. That sounds like a Superstore episode. That is our first. Quick plug, I recently started watching Superstore and it's amazing. No one asked. But that is no our one first. has to. It's my podcast. That is our first thing. Okay, so that's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds potentially accurate. I okay. don't. I I haven't been to a Walmart recently enough to know if they actually have robots. But our feel, second one. I feel like I remember seeing something about someone having robots, or maybe that was Lowe's. It was not like in the Walmart. It's like in their uh, distribution center. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes more sense. Maybe it's in the Walmart, too. I don't know. I didn't read it in depth. Walmart is a lawless place. It is. Um, second. Okay. Was earlier today. Earlier today? Earlier today. As in Monday, October earlier 28th? Earlier this day. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. This is a podcast. I Earlier have, on Monday, October 28th. I have not looked at the news today. Sucks for you. Bernie Sanders had another celebrity endorsement. Um, by someone who doesn't participate in politics too much. The David Duchovny. But no. But it was a surprise <laughs> endorsement. Um, and Brad Pitt posted on his Twitter a ringing endorsement of Bernie Sanders. Okay, I have a follow-up question. Okay. Did you hear about this in the news or because you follow Brad Pitt on Instagram? No, I actually logged into my Twitter. You said it was on Instagram? No, I said on Twitter. I swear to God you said it. I did not say Quick, check the edit. We can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was on Twitter. Um, Okay. Recently tweeted his report. Okay. Our final story is actually about Pete Buttigieg. I did have one about Pete Buttigieg. I love it. Consistency. Um, Yes. Our final story is about Pete Buttigieg and SNL actor Colin Jost. Oh, love him. Plays Pete Buttigieg. He does. In their sketches about him. He does. Which is It turns out the two of them also have a deeper relationship as they were doormates when they both were at Harvard. So now I have to think. They're roughly the same age. But, I don't know, I feel like... Hmm. I feel like that would be a little strange. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, like, not that, like, SNL is down to the same ethical standards as a journalism thing, but I feel like they would feel a little weird about having someone's former dorm mate play that person. You're typing furiously, so that makes me feel like you're about to come <laughs> show me uh, Oh, um, an article that says that they were. <laughs> so is that the one you're going with? Well, there are two trees, right? And one lie. Yeah, so is that the lie? I don't know... Because, okay, so the Andrew Yang one... Ignore me typing, because this is about my break. I'm fact-checking myself. <laughs> okay, the the Andrew Yang one seems feasible because sort of business and how business functions is sort of his big thing. Um, Brad Pitt and Bernie Sanders, I don't know. Maybe Brad Pitt's kind of a wild card sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But, like I said, I feel strange about... I feel like... I feel like that would be weird for someone's former doormate to play that person. Like, even for SNL. Mm. Also, I feel like he seems... I feel like Colin Jost just seems a little bit too... Like, uncomfortable. So we're going with Colin Jost. I think so, yes. That's true. Is it really? They really did live together. They didn't... They weren't friends. Okay. Well, they uh, vaguely knew each other. Define... Okay, so they weren't roommates. They were dorm Dormmates. Okay, they so lived they in the same dorm. dorm. I um, said that insane. They were not friends. Okay. But they okay. did know each other. How well did they know each other? Um, Not super well. Okay. Okay. So let me think now. All right. Now that I'm thinking, if I get this wrong, I, am, I, am I kicked off the podcast? <laughs> you might be. <laughs> Maya Mojica comes in and forcibly removes <laughs> me. Um. I'd have to go to the daily. <laughs> All right, let me think. A lawless land. Uh, I th- I don't. 
Mm. Time's ticking. I feel like I would have seen something, because I've been on Twitter today. Okay. I feel like I would have seen something about, about Brad Pitt. I, I don't think I don't think that's true. Mm. See, the thing is, you did see something about Brad Pitt on Bernie Sanders, but it was not an endorsement from uh-huh. Brad Pitt. Bernie right. Sanders did, in 2015, post a quote from Brad Pitt on his Twitter. Brad Pitt. That's You're what I... Brad Pitt. I meant to say Brad Pitt. I had bad diction. To imply that there is a <laughs> good counterpart to Brad Pitt. So, good yes. Pitt. Brad Pitt, as far as I am... I can find has not endorsed Bernie Sanders, and okay. I do not think is a very political person in general. I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I don't hear anything from Bad Pitt yeah. except for like tablets. Yeah, when I go to the grocery store, and I find out all the juicy details about Brad Pitt's mm-hmm. relationships. So the last thing we have today. Yeah, I was gonna say it makes sense that Andrew Yang was talking about Walmart. Yes, Andrew Yang was in fact speaking about Walmart and talking about the. Colin Jost and Pete Buttigieg lived in the same building. They did. I did not know that Colin Jost went to Harvard. He did. I did know that. (laughs) Um, But last thing today is a limerick. A limerick. This one is a little difficult, I think. Well, I think. Is it the Nantucket limerick? Are we allowed to do that one? (laughs) No, we are not. Um, So this one. For most, this man seems like a zero. The truth to that claim, we may see, though. When challenging Trump, he's taking a jump. Comparing the president to, this is Bill Wells. I had the and I took it out. Okay. Comparing Trump. Okay. Do you want me to read it one more time? Okay, can you just read the line? Yeah, read it one more time. For most, Bill Wells seems like a zero. The truth to that claim we may see, though. When challenging Trump, He's taking a jump, comparing the president to... See, I feel like this says a lot about how much the media cares about the Republican challengers to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything about this. But it's got to rhyme with jump, so... Nope, it's got to rhyme with zero. It's the first two in the last lines rhyme in a limerick. Oh. I don't know how limericks work. I'm not a poetry It's got to rhyme with zero. Rhyme with zero. Zero. Okay. That's so weird. Because, like, the first thing that brought in my mind was hero, but I know that's not it. Nope. All right, Fred. What do you got? Time's ticking. Is it? Maybe 10 seconds. Is it a weirdo? No. <laughs> Seven. Six. Oh, I don't know. It's Nero. Nero. Bill Nero. Weld, at a recent interview at Yahoo Finance, compared... <laughs> Um, Donald Trump to Nero, and actually... Nero as um, in the Roman Emperor. Yes, as in the Roman Emperor, and also, um, I don't know if it's the same interview or a separate one, he said that if given the option to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, he would vote for Joe Biden. Ooh, Bill Weld getting saucy. Bill Weld is I have upset. A, I have a quick comment before we close. Speaking of Roman emperors, I would learn from someone today, and then fact-checked it, that Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook founder and CEO, has a hero of his that he either really likes or aspires to be. It's unclear. Do you know who that hero is? This isn't Nero. It is another Roman emperor 
It is Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar. It, God damn. So Gosh, much so that darn. <laughs> in the article that profile, I can't remember where it was. I think it was the New Yorker. I think it was a New Yorker profile of Mark Zuckerberg in which they theorized that that might be the explanation behind his um, haircut, a Caesar haircut. Oh, man, it might be. So It might be. If you're looking for some interesting Mark Zuckerberg information, go read the New... I think it's the New Yorker profile. But if you just search Mark Zuckerberg, Julius Caesar, it should come up. So um, today, we leave you with Mark Zuckerberg wanting to be Julius Caesar. Yes. In our 2020 election podcast. Yes. And that is all we have for today. Um, I want to do a quick thank you. First of all, thank you to my Mojica, the MBN politics editor, mm. for mm. letting us do this. Yes. We really appreciate it, and we hope this isn't too all over the place for you. Um, I'd also like to thank Carmen Fernandez for letting us borrow her podcasting mic, because we don't have any equipment. Um, that's all from us for, for this week. There will be the audio edition of this and a print edition. And we'll see you all next week with more politics news. Stop waving. I'm waving.